following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is up, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane. Tonight here with my co-host, Dustin Smith, and we are here to talk about the Auburn Tigers. Man, Dustin, getting eliminated from the NCAA tournament, going one and one, getting a first-round victory over the Iowa Hawkeyes, getting eliminated in the round of 32 to the Houston Cougars. Man, it looked like in that first half we were headed to the Sweet 16, my dude, but Houston had other plans, man. Uh, just overall, Dustin, I wanted to start this thing off, man. Let's get your uh, thoughts and opinions on the Auburn Tigers and their one-in-one record in, in in the NCAA tournament. Man, it's hard to it's hard when you give one up the way we gave that one up. To mm. you know, it's just you wake up the next morning with that feeling in your stomach, and that one's gonna hurt for a long time. And it's I was texting my brother and my dad about halftime, and I said, "Man, this is gonna be one of them games where either." you're going to go into J&M one day and there's going to be paintings of it or mm. we're going to be hurt. And it turned out to be hurt. And it's been a lot more uh, hurt than painting games in all of Auburn sports lately, unfortunately. But, oh. um, you know, at the end of the day, man, I think this team overachieved. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I have just been down on this team since the old Miss game. And uh, so still to win the, t- to win a game of the tournament, um, I'm proud of them. Like I said, I think that the results, yeah. the results, are above what I think this team is. And it's we'll get into it tonight. It's not so much about talent. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Jalen Williams is a good example of what is positive and negative about this team. You got all the ability, and then it just comes and goes. And uh, that's just kind of what I remember most about this season. But roster construction aside, uh, Bruce did a hell of a job this year. And it is impressive to say that since it has expanded to 64 teams, we've never lost in the round of 64. We're 11-0 now in the round of 64. So we have a lot of historical uh, bad statistics. You know, haven't haven't won in Kentucky and, you know, there's a lot of those uh, that we have in basketball. So that's a Mm -hmm. good one that we can hang our hat on and be proud of. I mean, you look at Purdue going out to a 16 seed fairly Dickinson in the first round. Like mm-hmm. we came in, you know, we, we, we made a good show. Um, there was a point in the, at the end of the season where we didn't even think we were going to make the tournament and we yep. ended up winning. We ended up winning a game with a team that had severe limits on the roster. So mm-hmm. overall, I think that uh, this season was a success. There's obviously a lot of disappointments, especially when you look at every loss went the same way outside of the visit in, visiting Lexington, every loss went the same way. And it was you giving it away. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the frustrating part. But I think that this program is in a healthy place. And like Bruce said last night, uh, he's already started recruiting. And we'll uh, we'll get into it. What's the tone ever going to be and how is this team going to look? It'll be fun. It'll be interesting for sure. You know, Dustin, as much as I was down on this team, man, and I've been down on them since the, the – the, Georgia, Georgia. The Georgia yeah. game, man, <laughs> Athens, man. I want to I want to tip my cap. I want to tip my cap to him, man. You know, I know things didn't go well last night in the second half, but you were a game away from not making the NCAA tournament. If you would have lost to Tennessee at home, you wouldn't have made the NCAA tournament. And you found a way to win that game. And then to get into the NCAA tournament, to get matched up against the Iowa Hawkeyes who score at a prolific rate. I mean, they fill up the basket. So – Everybody was picking against you, man. You look at all the all the uh, analysis and and the the um, the 
the experts and the uh, NCAA college basketball, Grant Hill, the uh, the Bill Rafteries and all those guys, you know, Jim Nance, they're all picking against you and everything. And you go out and you beat a, a solid Iowa team, a quality Big Ten opponent, and then you take Houston for 20 minutes and you just absolutely drag them, all right? Yeah. And the last 20 minutes was the worst basketball that we have played <laughs> all season. Uh, we we thought the Kentucky game was bad, but that performance right there uh, topped it. You were in a position to take down the number two team in the country, a team that was the number one team in the country for weeks out of the season, a majority of the year, and you just absolutely flop in your backyard. All right. Yeah. That that was one of the things with me. You had all the momentum. Houston was playing your game and then you flop like that in the second half. And I know we'll talk about it here shortly. But, man, you know, just to give us that excitement and that thrill, Dustin, of getting back to the NCAA tournament there for a minute, you thought Auburn was about to take you back mm-hmm. on a magical magical March madness run. You know, I was sitting here the whole time thinking like, Hey dude, at halftime, I was like, Uh, I'm about to start having to eat crow on some of these tweets that I sent out about that 2019 team. I was like, because this team is about to get into the sweet 16 and maybe they do make a run, you know, but uh, man, kudos, kudos to the team. Uh, I, I, I really just, uh, I tip my cap to them. Damn, uh, I wish we could make a free throw, though, because <laughs> if we could make free throws, how many more games would we have won, Dustin? You know, uh, that's that's my biggest thing, man, is is I watched last night and I, I tweeted out before we went on the absolutely horrific stretch of not being able to make a free throw. I said, this game's going to come down to us having to hit free throws when it matters. And my buddy, we could not live up to it, Dustin. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Um, Terrible, especially in that moment, man. And and you know, I I saw Joe Nine in his post game presser, man. He said that he was just so down on himself, and as he should be, you know. Hey, uh, but to see a kid take accountability like that, and to say, hey, look, I promise that I'm gonna get in the gym. I'm gonna get better. I'm I'm gonna strive to do things uh, with a little more uh, pizzazz behind me, man. Like, like that's one thing I noticed about Joe Nye, Dustin, is is when things aren't going right, man, it just kind of looks like he gets in his head a little bit. And you could see it on the free throw line last night. Yeah. So I, I need that oomph in him, man. I need him to, to get that dog in him a little bit. And, and that's not taking a shot at him. It's just saying like, hey, it's there, man. The talent is there. But get out of your head, Okay. Because there's no way you should have, what did he go, six for 16 last night? Six for 17 from the free throw line? Like, there's no way. Joe Nye is way better, way better than that. Uh, And and you could tell him in that first half he had that dog. But like you said with Jalen, sometimes it's there, sometimes it drifts away and you never see it again. Uh, It's tough, man. It's tough. It just felt like it was the same thing. It felt like the Houston game was the same thing that it's been all year. Auburn gets up. We saw it in Tuscaloosa. Auburn gets up. They build a big lead. 
everything's going their way, and then all of a sudden, it, we even saw it during the Iowa game. So I don't know why I'm tripping <laughs> yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, we get up 17, playing, uh, takes takes it coast to coast, hits a nice little and one, gets hacked, uh, hits the fans with a little shimmy shake, and then all of a sudden, we forget how to play defense, and I don't know, man. It it just <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard to watch, but kudos to the team, man, for real. Uh, I'm super excited. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think they overachieved because I was on that fence of like, man, this team is super NIT bound. Uh, they just – at one point I was saying they didn't even deserve to make the tournament. So to get into the tournament and win a game, uh, I, I think that's pretty big for us, Dustin. Yeah, I mean, it could have, this could have been, uh, the season could have been a lot worse. So, uh, just Bruce, Bruce drawing up defensive game plans that kept us in games that we probably shouldn't have been in because we are just severely limited offensively. I agree 100%. <laughs> um, and I guess that's why the, the first half of last night felt really good is because our guards were just absolutely hooping, bro. Like, it felt like we were about to put up a hundred on a team that averages what uh, fifty-five points per game, something like. I think Houston gives up fifty-five points per game, yeah. and I even I even text you and I said, "Hey, bro, we just put up forty-one and a half on a team that only gives up <laughs> fifty-five a game." Insane, man. Uh, what Auburn did in that first half last night, it, it felt good. That felt like that felt like Bryce Brown. Uh, and and Jared Harper basketball and Chumo Kike. Um, it was fun. It got back to the days of just letting it fly, man. Auburn hitting shots. Uh, KD Johnson, he had his little uh, psychoness back in him, and and that was a guy that kind of come on down the stretch, in my opinion, Dustin, and, and started playing well. Uh, but we'll talk about him here in just a little bit. Uh, but, man, let's get in this first-round game. Auburn 83-75 to over Iowa. Dustin, just give me your uh, thoughts about this game, man, uh, getting a tournament win. Uh, and, and Auburn had to battle down the stretch. We talked a little bit earlier about how Auburn got the 17-point lead. Iowa battles back, and, uh, and Auburn eventually pulls back away, man. Uh, just give me your uh, opening round game thoughts. It was about um, you win these games with guard play. Mm-hmm. So, Janai pitches in 19 points, 12 rebounds. Flang gets a double-double. So, that obviously helps. Um, but at the end of the day, you win games in March because of guard play. And yeah. Wendell didn't have his best game from the field, uh, didn't shoot well from the field in this tournament. But he did get to the line, especially in the second half, and he made mm-hmm. all of his free throws. And you yep. were also so you also tweeted out during the first game, we're going to win the game with a free throw line. And that's – look at the two games. You make them in one, you don't – I mean, it just is – I mean, golly, dude. I, uh, but um, it's uh, – Trey. Trey comes in, gives you 11. KD comes in, gives you just this energy, gives you what he yep. gives you. He's hitting the shot. So, you got a lot of production out of guard play, and that's how you win these games. And to, to speak to Trey – you go back to that performance in Tuscaloosa. You go back to the way he's kind of played at the end of the year. We've seen it all year. That Like, the defensive part of his game has steadily improved, and it was never mm-hmm. bad. He's not scared to rebound. He's got that football player mentality. He's yep. got the best court vision and best passing ability on the team. Yep. And now you're seeing the confidence in the shot, and you're seeing the confidence on the offensive end. 
he is going to be a problem in the future. He is just a smart player. He's you know he, he's not scared of the moment. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing to see, and that's how you win those kind of games because there's been so many times this year where it's all been on wins, five nine foot you know shoulders, and that's mm-hmm. hard for a guard that small to carry a team. And wins had to do it throughout the season. So KD and Trey coming in and saying, "Boom, man, we're going to give you all the help that you need," and um, I mean, the spark that Trey provided. And listen, second game, too. Look at the difference in both games when you took Trey Donaldson off the floor. Yeah. Took him off the floor yeah. in the first game, and it immediately, right. it immediately went south. Yep. Uh, Dustin, sorry, man. Oh, 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 oh. That Trey Turner is on absolute fire. All right. Uh, Team USA. <laughs> Is up three to one over Cuba right now, man. Sorry, I just saw him hit a ball into orbit. Uh, but you were definitely right about uh, uh, Trey Donaldson. But this Trey Turner, man, uh, what a what a drive, man! And that Grand Slam last night against Venezuela, uh, an iconic moment in professional baseball. Uh, the glory of the U.S. of A. Uh, winning that game last night, but man, yeah, Trey Donaldson. Uh, it's just what a spark, man. The confidence to really let it fly in that Iowa game, first round, first game for him in that March Madness, uh, in that in that feeling of the bracket, man, where everything, the lights can be bright, uh, the arena can be too big. It wasn't for him. And my biggest thing, man, is like, yeah, Trey, Trey was the spark for sure. But Alan Flanagan and Joe Nye on the boards, man, uh, twenty-two boards combined with both of them guys. Uh, yeah. I felt like I felt like that kind of hurt us last night too. When Flan uh, against Houston, uh, when Flan went out of the game, I felt like Houston started controlling the glass a little bit, and and Flan was really getting down in there and getting grimy and slimy uh, on the glass and getting tough rebounds. Uh, but I really felt like that was a big key in the Iowa game that some people kind of overlooked was uh, Flan and Joe Nye on the boards, man. I, I thought Flan played absolutely stellar uh, yeah. in the in that first game, man. And and Joe Nye, uh, I, I, you know, we we get Joe Nye. We get that performance pretty much uh, night in, night out. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, what Trey did really, really sparked that run and getting that lead uh, up to 17. Uh, and, and you know, maybe that was his coming out party. We always said, Dustin, when he figures out how to score, yeah. uh, he's going to be elite, bro. And and uh, I know you've been high on him ever since we've started doing this basketball recap, man. We uh, we have, you know, been all over the Trey Donaldson train. So, uh, yeah, great win. First game, man, Auburn uh, hits their free throws in this one, and they pull out a, a big-time victory like we said, over a quality Big Ten opponent, and they move on to face the Houston Cougars, man. Uh, Houston, the the number two overall team in the bracket uh, in the entire field, possibly could have been the number one overall team if they wouldn't have lost their conference championship game to the Memphis Tigers. Uh, We didn't know if Sasser was going to play. Their their big-time guard, their All-American guard, uh, he decides to play. And he stayed on the bike a lot. Did get in some foul trouble, uh, but he stayed on the bike. kept the kept the groin moving, and uh, seemed not to have a, a big problem out of it last night. Uh, but man, just give me your thoughts on Houston. Uh, what a great first half Auburn played 
What a miserable second half they played. And uh, just the overall outcome of that 81-64 to 64 loss, man. Yeah, that's kind of one of them where you just look at the numbers and you see what it is. So, like, in the first game, you had six guys scoring double digits. Mm-hmm. Hard to lose a game where you do that. You yep. only had, I think, seven turnovers. You're going to have into, like, 14, 15 assists. Hard to lose a game when you do that. Uh, then you come out and you're doing you're playing the same type of ball in the first half for Houston. Uh, Jalen Williams looked like he's going to put up a 24, 30 piece, and then the second half comes and nothing. And it's like the thing that sucks. The thing that's been so consistent about this Auburn basketball team is, you know, that good teams when you're up big are going to come make a run. So, do you manage it when you're up by 17? and it gets down to eight, six, do you come out and hit a three and get a steal and hit a layup and get it back up to 11? Do you manage it? We don't manage it. It starts falling apart, and it falls apart, bro. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just what it was. We shot 16.7% in the second half. We shot 16.7% in the second half. You're yep. not going to win any games when you do that. You're not going to win games when you go 19. All right. The, all right. So the, the, so for all the shit that we've gone through this year with officiating, the basketball God said, here you go. I'm going to give you 36 free throws. And you only hit 19 of them. 19 for 36. D1 yep. athletes. Now, love Trey. Coming out, party tray. You airballed a free throw, brother. We had two D1 athletes airball free throws in a tournament game. Mm-hmm. Come on. And was smiling about it. Everybody, that's something, and this ain't just an Auburn thing. I have seen this throughout the tournament. Every time in the tournament I've seen somebody airball a free throw, everyone just laughs about it on that team, even the coach. What the hell's funny about that? There's mm. nothing funny about that. That's pathetic. I don't think, I, I thought nothing at all was funny about that. And, mm-hmm. The most this is this is the thing about the game to me that like like stands out the most. Beyond the terrible free throws, beyond whatever in the world shooting sixteen point seven percent is, go at one point you were one for fifteen to start the freaking half. Mm-hmm. Beyond beyond all that, oh and by the way, their best guys were on the bench, mm-hmm. like you're getting cooked by their backups. In the first game versus sure. Iowa, in the first game versus Iowa, you played like you had nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. That was the most fun I thought I saw this team have. I thought that the energy level was up, and I thought that they were just playing loose and having a good time. Now, you kind of mm-hmm. saw it tighten up in the past four or five minutes from the pressure because that's unfortunately what it is. The first half, and this is why I felt good coming into the Houston game, because we were playing with house money. Yeah. And, and that's exactly the way we played in the first half. And then it's almost like sitting in that locker room at halftime, that pressure of, Oh man, we're actually up double digits on the number one seat. It it, it seemed like it just crept in, yep. and then and then it just it was it just was not the same, bro. And and this is my thing with with the future of this team and this roster. There are like the, these guys are talented, yes, but there is just something with the mental makeup of this team that's not right. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying and they, they play hard and they hustle. It's not nothing like that. But there's just something that when it gets tight, they go they go the wrong way. And it, it's it's in their head. 
like you said, you saw it with Janai at the free throw line. It got to the point yep. where after he, he when he had missed a certain amount of them, you knew he was like, okay, this is going to be a problem the rest of the game. He's not mm-hmm. going to get this right. Like it just yeah, they were they were fouling him on purpose because <laughs> yeah, they knew he was abso- cool. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just like there needs to be some changes for, for that reason, if nothing else. This group of guys. There's just something that ain't right when it gets tight. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. I agree. Uh, the, the you know one of the big things in the Houston game was the first half. Man, we were getting out in transition. We were we, we were pushing the basketball. We were making Houston play our game, right? What we wanted to do. And I, I remember I texted you. I said, "Bro, Houston's playing right into our hands. Right? They're playing right into our hands." We saw Sasser and uh, the the what's his name Sheed, um, Shed that, that Mark's kid. That Mark's uh, kid yeah, posted us up, <laughs> dude. They knew they had mismatches all over the mm-hmm. all over the court, and and that's what kind of gets me with our guards, man. Is when you have such smaller guards, is they knew they could get that ten to fifteen footer, all right, mid range, back us down, turn around, pop. Bang, there it is. And and I feel like anytime Houston felt like they needed a bucket, that's what they were going to do. Yep. The Mark kid killed us, and there was no flan on the floor to stop. Or zap. Or zap. It was and, and, and and that's what killed us, man, is their ability to get to that shot and get it off whenever they wanted to. And it killed us, bro. You can go back and watch the film. Every single time they needed a bucket, they went to that shot. And it was there every time. There was nothing we could do about it. And, and if they missed it, they they either got fouled, <laughs> all right? And and guess what? They made their free throws, Dustin. Yes, yeah, right? they, they hit their second half. Yeah, they, they hit their free throws. All right, uh, and and you know that's what makes them a great team. Uh, you know, we, look, man, I'll be honest with you. College basketball is going to come down to free throw shooting. Let me tell you something, dude. You get to those one and ones, you get in that bonus, and you can't hit the front end of that one and one as a college basketball team. You're in trouble. You yes, are in trouble. That is basically a free turnover. All right. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, it was just a one and one. Uh, what? No, it's a turnover. Okay. You have to make the front end of those one and ones. You have to. You, I mean, honestly, man, you should make both of them. Uh, there's no way you should miss 17 free throws in a game. No way. There is no way. I know middle schools here in the state of Alabama and and down here in Mobile that can shoot free throws better than that. It's pathetic, man. There's no way. And especially our guards, like you said, Dustin, is like we got guards. KD last night went to the free throw line, all right, and he bricked two of them. Yep. Just clank, clank. Right after Janaya missed four, you missed six free throws yeah. in a row. It, it, it's 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 bad, man. It's 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 really bad. And and I'm kind of with you on this when you say this. The makeup of this team just isn't there. You know, I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, yeah, it's not there because we just mentioned, man, you missed all those free throws in a row. If this makeup was any different. You would be making these shots, man. You would have guys out there wanting to be in that moment. And you especially look at a guy like KD who got ran off the court against Miami last year in the round of 32. And, and 
man, you can't hit a free throw? Like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and, and it's bad because I had people on social media, like Alabama fans on social media, uh, LSU fans that I know on social media, and they're like, hey, man, like my nephew, my nephew could shoot better than 19 to 36 from the free throw line, and he's nine years old, and I'm just sitting here like, you know, like I want to get mad at it, but I can't because he's right. He's right. I know. I know nine-year-old and ten-year-old kids that can uh, make those shots. So the thing is, dude, it's like because it's been such a problem, we've almost like we just say uh, it's Auburn with free throws. Yep. Nah, screw that shit. That's got to stop. That yep. has to stop. We need to start making free throws. It's beyond ridiculous. You just lost another tournament game because you can't hit free throws when you mm-hmm. need to hit them. You would have won a national championship if you could hit free throws when you need to hit them. So yep. whatever this problem is that n- despite roster turnover continues to be a problem with Auburn, not hitting free throws in the clutch. I don't know what it is, but just saying, oh, well, it's Auburn. It's a, it's Auburn and free throws that's not how you fix it. So Mm -hmm. it needs to be, I don't know how, okay. I don't know what, I don't know what has to happen with that. I'm not the one making, I'm not the fifth highest paid coach in the country. That needs to, that needs to be figured out. Do they even practice shooting free throws? (laughs) Because it don't look like it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, bro. Like I guarantee you, if we sit there and watch them in practice, they make them. Mm -hmm. It goes back to my point about the mental makeup of this squad. And I'm not saying there aren't guys like Zepp and Jalen or Flan or whoever that try to be late, that try to be leaders. But what I'm saying, is, and, and that mean well, but what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is ultimately in crunch time, their message is not effective. The results speak for itself. There needs to be a, uh, just yeah. a new chemistry, a new group. Mm-hmm. These guys, this, this bunch of guys together, they, when it gets tight, they, they can't do it. Yeah. And, and Dustin, I want to, I want to give a shout out to the Mark kid for, from Houston, the guard, man, I really feel like he won this game for Houston. Uh, I, I feel like he showed up with their two guards getting into foul trouble, uh, Sasser with the injury, having to stay on the bike a little bit. I really feel like he come in and he hit big shot after big shot after big shot, and he won this game for Houston, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, a, it was a tough pill to swallow, uh, you know, having to sit there through the last eight, nine minutes of the game and realizing that you just choked one away. Uh, it, happening, yeah, yeah it, it sucked, man. And, and you know, like I said earlier, I just feel like we we, we should have saw it coming. Uh, it, it's happened time and time and time again. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and, and, you know, what people kind of brush the free throw thing off and people always want to blame officiating. And like you said, they handed us a gift last night. We didn't take it. But – you know, you know, Dustin, the free throws, man, like, it just, look at 2019. Look at 2019. That's how bad it hurts, man, because why did we lose the Final Four game? All right. Harper misses the front end. He misses, man. Hey, and what happens? All right, everybody's like, oh, the officiating, the officiating. No, we didn't hit a free throw. Yeah, 90% we, free throw shooter. We didn't hit a free throw. And 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 
what's bad is Macklemore goes to the line, looks over at the bench and says, hey, ring me, all right? Ring me. Points at his ring finger, all right? Knocks his down. But then you put Jared Harper on the line and he can't knock it down to to solidify you going to the national championship game. A 90% free throw shooter. And you still want to sit here and say it's officiating. It's officiating. No, man, you've had your opportunities. Look, some of those calls last night to get Houston on that run, yeah, bro, they were soft. They were weak. They were weak as shit. They were weak both ways, though. Yeah, exactly. They were weak both ways. Because, like, I saw some shit called on Jonah where yeah. the Houston guys were like, hey, man, come on. And, you know, and that and that's what I was kind of telling people. was like some of those whistles, it was just – Sometimes you get in a ref show, you know, where they get they get really happy with the whistle, and um, you know it, it's not like it was one sided, man. You got thirty six free throws. Stop <laughs> blaming it on officiating. <laughs> Bow your neck and make a damn shot, man. Yeah, you know, and and that's one thing that kind of eats me up is everybody's like, oh, the officiating in twenty nineteen, so and so, Ty Jerome double dribbled and and. You know, they called that foul with, with Kyle Guy and everything. No, man, we missed a free throw. Like, come on. Just own up to it one time. We can't shoot free throws. And it's got to change. It's got to change. Uh, because, you know, what, you lose by 17? Uh, and the game was nowhere near what the score indicated, mm-hmm. man. I mean, it was such a good basketball game, and it just – just completely fell apart at the end, man. But, you know, you hit those free throws and you're right there in the game, man. You know, even even if you only even if you only make 13 of them, all right, you're in the game. You're in the game. All right. right. Just make I'm not asking you to go yeah. perfect. I'm not asking yeah. you to go 36 or 36. But man, you gotta go, you gotta go 30 or 36 or mm-hmm. you know, 75%. Bro, yeah, you can't you can't. You cannot sit here and go 19. You can't even go 25 or 36, bro. No. You, you can't do it, all right? You have to shoot free throws because college basketball comes down to just that. If you don't hit free throws, you are going to lose basketball games. And it's at every level, Dustin. It's from from middle school to high school to college to the end. B A. If you don't hit free throws, you're gonna lose games, man. That's the one thing that just it eats me up, Dustin. It eats me up, man. But you know, the season comes to an end. Everybody immediately starts talking about the roster and the turnover and who's going pro, who's coming back. Is anybody using a COVID year? We know Zep and Leor are out. Um Man, who do you think stays and who do you think goes? Man, I don't – I have no idea, but this is what I will say. Just from my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, the only guys that I think cannot leave are Trey and Janai. Anybody mm-hmm. else – and that's not – I'm not mad if Jalen comes back, okay? But – but like those are the two guys that I say no, I for sure want them on the roster next year. With everybody else, can you upgrade? Like, like if if you if you get rid of Jalen, what comes in return? Because here's the thing: like 
at this point with Jalen, it's it's like, bro, I don't you disappear on me. You just disappear on me. Like you're cooking in the first half and you you didn't get stopped in the second half. You quit shooting the ball. You quit being aggressive. And it's like it's the it's the story of his career at this point. So say like with Flan, mm-hmm. I think that Flan had it, you know, came on and, and uh thought very proud of like the way where his career was and what he was able to do this year and kind of reestablish himself. So if Flan comes back next year, I'm not like gonna be like, oh my God. But what I'm saying is look at the possibilities. Can you upgrade? Can you go? Can you go get a six nine, six ten, six eight type small forward that can play defense? That can hit the three ball at like a forty percent. Like it just, it just depends. I just, I think that the potential with Trey, and then obviously what Janai is, I would like can't lose those guys. But whatever you know, with whatever else, like I understand Chance is basically taking a redshirt year and is going to come back. Um, but I'm not putting any stock in like him doing anything yeah. ever at Auburn. If I see it, yeah. I see it. Um, if Johan goes, I'm not going to be upset at all. You see what I'm saying? Like it just, I'm, I'm up for there being a complete turnover. Yeah. And, and, and this is kind of something that I, I noticed this weekend. And I know that um, this is, this is going to come off as a shot at certain people. It's not a shot. It's just, observation. you know, and maybe this is just my personality. I could be off on this one. But I just we did a whole lot of patting other teams on the back in the press this weekend. A whole lot of it. Even mm-hmm. after even after the game last night. Hey, come on, y'all. Y'all go win it. Well, who do we want to win it? Because apparently our whole team wants Alabama to win the national championship. Um, yeah. And now you want Houston to win the national championship. Like. Wendell came out and said before the SEC championship, I don't like Arkansas. We don't like Arkansas. And then other guys were like shooting that down. Like, no, no, no. Well, we love Arkansas. Like, it's weird. Like, we we go out of our way. Like, it, it's just, I hate it. I think it's yeah. too much. But I think it, I think it, it kind of like, to me, when I watch us nut up in the final three minutes of every close game, and then I see us patting Alabama on the back and wishing them well and and wishing all these like just it's just over the top with it. I understand showing love to your competitor and all that, but we like go out of our way with it. And we got multiple guys on our team that do it. So it's to me, it's just like to see just to see a turnover and man, give me some mere dowdies, bro. Like getting mm-hmm. like I'm sorry, just give me to some mere dowdies. This this others, this upward basketball, like, are you trying to get a sticker for good sportsmanship? Like, we got some guys yeah. that would have nothing but blue stars for good sportsmanship. And that's well and cool, bro. Go Auburn Creed. But, like, I want some dogs, okay? I, and and yeah. we need more. There's not enough on this team. So, whatever the turnover is, um, man, obviously we need three-point shooters. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we need some more ball handlers. We need a ball. Uh, we need a consistent ball handler that is over six feet. Because Wendell, it was not about effort for Wendell last night. Yeah. There was several times where he was in perfect position and did everything fundamentally right that he could do on marks. The Just math is the math. The yeah. math is the math. The science is the science. You're right. You're right. And and even. Even when he blew by their guards and got into the lane, bro, he 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 just, yeah, bam! There you is. go. They're the trees, you know. They're right there. And look, man, I want I want six three six four guards like Houston mm-hmm. has. All right, that's what yeah. I want. That yeah. like, like look A and M. Yeah, like you have to, like give me the big physical guards. All right, 
Um, you know, and look, I made a tweet earlier in the year where I was like, look, big, physical, lengthy guards give you problems. And a guy was like, well, they give everybody problems. Yeah, but they don't give you as many problems as what we had last night (laughs) where Mark was just getting to his spot and he was just flat out shooting over our guys and there was nothing we could do. And when we did contest, we ended up fouling the elbow and two shots. All right, so, yeah, they might give you problems, but they don't give you as many problems, all right? Look at Arkansas over there with Nick Smith Jr. right now. They get him back fully healthy. Bang. They beat Kansas. They're going to the Sweet 16. And give me the big physical guards, all right? 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". Those are the guys that I want. I'm 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 just kind of tired of the, the 5'10", 5'11". You know, it, it's just – Jared Harper was fun because he could hit from the parking lot. All right. Yeah. It was great. It was fun. Uh, it was so much fun to watch just getting out and transition the lobs, the kickouts, the Bryce Brown, all that stuff was fun. It was great, but it hurts you defensively. And we don't have that anymore. We don't have a guy that can hit from the parking lot. We don't have a guy like Jared Harper. So, you know, I want to see a different makeup next year as well. And I know we will. I think Flan's gone. That's just my opinion. I think he's gone because he really flirted with it last year. Yeah. And, you know, he, he went to the to the little NBA G League little and played well. Played yeah, well. and played well. And played well. People scouts were like, hey, you know, Alan Flanagan, and yeah. we were all just kind of like, you know, where was this, you know? <laughs> uh, and then I really feel like his game towards the end of the year this year just got better and better and better, and I really thought that he was one of our PT peers uh, towards, you know, the, this final little run that we went on right here uh, at the end of the year. So uh, I do think Flan's going to leave. I think Jalen might return. The Instagram post. I know you didn't see it, but I told you about it. Wendell Green Jr. Uh, with the LeBron screenshot saying, maybe it's me with the peace sign. Uh, we all know that usually means deuces. So are we looking too much into it? Or uh, do you think Wendell Green Jr. could be exiting the Auburn basketball program? No, you're not looking too much into it because this is the way that kids communicate these days. I mean, yeah. whenever whenever Kyler Murray scrubbed his Instagram um, back for the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, and then everybody made a big deal about it, like, "Oh, what does this mean?" And he, and then his his people were like, "Nothing, nothing." He's just cleaning his Instagram, and then it turns out there was problems in the contract negotiations and, and yeah. all kind of stuff with a bunch of pot. Like, it, it it doesn't mean it doesn't. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. So then the question is, um, is he just emotional, and is he just upset? And then what is his messaging? Is he? I mean. It's still kind of vague. Is he saying, is he just like down because he just lost and, and didn't play his best game? And is he saying like, damn, okay, you know, maybe it, maybe I'm the problem. Is he just sad? Or is he like saying that like, it's his message, I'm catching flack when are y'all, y'all want to put the blame on me? I, I don't know what he's trying to say. So um, it's something. And like I said, though, uh, I think that when – Look, he got the accolade that he got, second team All SEC for a reason. He earned it. Um, I understand. Like, 
I understand he it's difficult to be a guard and play amongst mm-hmm. those bigs. So the effort that he puts in, he plays his ass off. If Wendell Green does decide to leave, we're more than capable of bringing in a, a guard that can get the job done. And and they, it, 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 again, I like Win. Okay, second team all SEC, and he earned it. But if that's a decision he wants to make, then it, we can upgrade. Absolutely, I agree. Um, you know, I don't want him to leave. I'm I'm, I'm a big Wendell Green Jr. guy. I, you know, I, I love him, man. I do. Uh, I am I am ready to see a, a different guard. Uh, you know. In time, I want to see Bruce get to those big physical a, guards, but I do love Wendell Green Jr. Six man, man. I think he's a good six yeah. man, don't you? Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. I like him off the bench. Um, I, I honestly wouldn't even mind seeing him, uh, you know, get off the ball a little bit, um, and and just try to just try to, you know, get get a shot up. You know, um, maybe maybe he would he would fit more into that role. Yeah, just, uh, I'm. I'm just sometimes, man, with him running the offense, uh, things get really ISO'd. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn, Auburn gets you, man. You saw it a lot in that second half last night, Dustin. Yeah, it was, late, it was late a, games. Yeah, it was a lot of dribbling, a lot of dribbling. Uh, no offense getting set up. It was just funky, funky basketball, man. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see him leave, but it was a little cryptic message. Sure. And usually the peace sign means deuces. That is what this age of young kids, uh, that's the way they talk and <laughs> that's the way they communicate, like you said. So um, I had to address that. And, man, I hate to see Auburn basketball come to an end. It was a fun ride. It was an up-and-down ride. Yeah, uh, we had a blast talking about it all year. Uh, but, man, it it comes to an end and it hurts because you know, like one thing, man, I don't want to see, I don't want to see the other team in the state win anything. Uh, um, you know, Zep made those comments. Look, I understand why he made the comments. Okay, I do. All right, I've lived here for thirty-two years. All right, I turned, I turned thirty-two years old this past Thursday. Okay, I know the rivalry. All right, I live it every day. But in that building and in that moment, would I have said it? Absolutely not. (laughs) But I do understand why he said it. And I understand what kind of person Zip is. Zip is one of those guys that he's not going to – he's not going to be rude. He's not going to speak on anybody's name. He's not going to talk about anybody. Uh, it, that's just not who he is, you know, and and yeah. and so I get why it, coming from him, I get why he said it. Uh, and <laughs> now in my locker room, if I hear you say something like that, you know, I'm with <laughs> you. I was with you the other night on Twitter, bro. Like I was, but I understood why coming from Zip, he said that um, because also like. I get like he didn't want to stir up any drama, you know, like he didn't want to stir nothing up. And I know the media kind of of failed in that, though, didn't he? He did. (laughs) Yeah, because he started up. um, (laughs) But like the media will get your words and completely twist anything you're trying to say. Uh, So, you know, 
it is what it is. Uh, I think people have already forgotten about it now. But um, yeah, we're about yeah, pros now. Yeah, that that's a fact. Can't <laughs> we should still be shooting them? Honestly, nobody should be even be going home yet. We should still be shooting them. So, uh, but yeah, man. Before we get out of here, uh, Dustin, I'm a, I'm gonna leave you with the floor, man. Just uh, give us anything you got, and uh, it's your time, brother. No, it's been fun talking about uh, been fun talking basketball all year. Like you said, it's been up and down, and um, football was done. wasn't even up and down. It was just a lot of down. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, we went yeah. through a rough, rough stretch there to end the basketball season, and now the, the baseball podcast tomorrow won't be the most fun either. So, um, yeah, these, these things can be challenging sometimes, but um, it's fun. We appreciate everybody. Thank you all for listening. Uh, think there's so many options out there for different Auburn podcasts, college basketball podcasts. So, if you're taking the time out of your day to listen to us, we really appreciate it. And listen, um, we're at 189 subscribers, so at least 11 will get us to 200, and that'll make us feel pretty good. Um, 500 and we can kind of opens up some stuff for us. We can start posting graphics and pictures and polls mm-hmm. and different things on YouTube. So help us get to 500. Mm-hmm. If you help us get to a thousand and we can monetize, start making some money. And then we really start doing some things that we want to do. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. Um, when you're watching the video, all you got to do, click that thumbs up button, share it on Twitter, let mm-hmm. your Auburn friends know, hey, man, this is a good podcast right here. Do everything you can to help us out um, because we love y'all. We appreciate y'all, and we just want to grow and expand this thing. And we got a lot of big plans. So help us out the best you can. And like I said, man, thank you all for sticking with us. Thank you for riding with us. Well, you heard it there. Dustin, hitting the nail on the head, man. Go follow us. Go over to Apple, Spotify. Uh, you can get the audio version there. Uh, and and click right here and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share it out, folks. Uh, hit the like button. Help the help us out any way you can. Uh, get the algorithm going. Uh, share the link as well. That really helps. If you could mm-hmm. uh, just go in and share the link and put it on Twitter and just share it out that way, that helps the algorithm a bunch. Uh, so uh, we really appreciate each and every one of you uh, for just giving us the opportunity and, and spending your time to listen to us. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. But with that being said, uh, we're going to wrap this one up. We'll leave you with a war damn eagle, and we – 